Hey lady, welcome to the Elevate Her podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Mariuki, leadership coach, career queen, twin mom, and wife. If you are ready to step into the level 2.0 version of yourself, girl, you've just found yourself a cheering squad that will help you do just that and even more. From one career woman to another who navigated the challenges of being a black woman in a profession that lacked diversity with no rule book to help me figure out the keys to climbing the corporate ladder, I am on a mission to change this scene for good. In the last few years of my 10-year career, I not only overcame the challenges that held me back from the mid-level career slump I found myself in, but unlocked the doors to land big promotions in my career, become a director at just the age of 32 in the largest global audit firm, get my confidence game on and become a trusted leader. If you are ready to shake off the self-doubt that's been holding you back, uncover your value, get seen, promoted, and paid like the leader you deserve to be without more degrees, qualifications, or inauthentic networking tactics, stay tuned because you are about to get elevated. You are listening to episode 55 of the Elevate Her podcast. Today, I want to talk about why knowing more does not equate to more career progression. Now, I know that so many of you might be sitting there feeling that the reason why you don't have that pay raise is because you don't have that qualification. The reason why you haven't gotten the promotion is because you don't have the fancy MBA. And if that is you or sounds like you, I want you to listen in. Or you might be in the different camp where you're thinking, if I could just know more, if I could just do that additional training on that specific topic, then I will feel more confident to speak up in meetings and to challenge ideas and to share my opinions and to feel confident that I belong in those meetings. Here's the truth, ladies. (laughs) The ugly but real truth. Knowing more is not going to give you more confidence. Knowing more is not going to give you the pay raise that you've been hoping for. Knowing more is not going to help you secure the promotion. If this were the case, if it was the case that knowing more could help us achieve the career success or the success we want in our lives, then the smartest people in the world would be the ones who would be the happiest, the healthiest, and the wealthiest. But we know that that's not the case. And all you need to do is look at the CEOs in the Fortune 100 companies And look at what their credentials look like and you will be surprised. Some of them just have very plain degrees, some of them not even degrees in business. And here they are leading multinational companies, making huge decisions, managing billions of dollars. So ladies, what is the secret to career progression if knowing more isn't? Before I talk about the secret, the real deal, the real plug, I want to talk more about why knowing more does not really lead to career success because maybe you're still thinking, "Mm, but I know I need to do that degree because everyone else in the level above me has an additional degree or I know I need to do my MBA because my boss or my colleagues or my friends or my parents have encouraged me and told me that I need to get that MBA or that PhD in order for me to move ahead and to have the success that I want. So I want to disprove this based on hard facts and research so that you leave this episode and 
you leave here knowing without a doubt that knowing more is not going to unlock the career success that you want. So why is that? What is the result or how do we actually get the results that we want in our life? Now, I've talked about this model a few times in my lives, but in case you haven't heard me talk about it before, your current results are a result of your past thinking and your past feeling. Your thoughts and your feeling dictate the actions that you take every day. And here's a crazy statistic. 95% of your actions and your behaviors that you carry out every single day is habitual. So 95% of the things you do from morning to night are on autopilot. You do it without even thinking. A great example I like to use is you don't wake up and think, oh, I'm breathing. It's on autopilot, right? You don't wake up and there's a certain ritual you do when you wake up. I call it ritual, but whatever you want to call it, a certain routine that you do when you wake up. You wake up, you sit on the bed, maybe for a few seconds, and then you stand up. You do that almost on autopilot, like you don't even think about it. You just do it. You don't think about when you're driving to work, right? You don't think, oh my goodness, there could be an accident or, oh my goodness, my tires could be flat. You just get in the car and you drive, right? Because you're on autopilot, you have this subconscious belief that you're going to get to the destination you're going. And so that is why almost everything we do The behaviors and how we show up at work, almost all of it is actually habitual. It has nothing to do with what you know. It's actually habitual based on past feelings, actions, and the habits that you've built over time based on what you believe or based on what you've seen. And some of these are very old age habits, right? Habits that you've brought in or that you've grown up with that have been part and parcel of who you are for very many years. So then if 95% of our behavior is habitual, why do we think that knowing more is going to give us the results that we want? Right? I hope you can see that knowing more is really not going to change that habitual behavior. How do you change your results? You change your thinking and your feeling and the habitual behavior that goes with that. You change your habitual behavior By changing your belief system, by changing your habits, right? And the reason why the activities or the things people do to try and change their habits don't work is because they don't go to the root cause. They try and apply brute force and willpower to change their habits. And what happens? You have a new habit, you decide that you're going to be doing your workout every day. And then on day five, you're like down and out. You've already fizzled out. Okay, so that's not what I'm talking about when I'm saying change your habits or your habitual behavior. I want you to focus on your belief system, the root cause, your paradigm, your thinking, your feeling, because that is what will dictate and determine how you show up at work, whether you're actually being the person with the goal achieved, whether you're actually being that leader, even before you get the title and the promotion. Okay, I am so excited to make this announcement to help women finally find their voice, become leaders in their field, and get paid their worth. If you know you don't want to be where you are in your career 12 months from now, Design to Lead was made for you, so listen up closer. Design to Lead is my private coaching program for ambitious career women 
who are ready to get promoted to the next level and start making an impact while creating generational wealth. In six months time, you could have the clarity you need to land that promotion or dream role in your career or get big pay raises that you never thought were possible. With the right strategy, bankable career plan and solid mindset to give you the confidence and kick self-doubt on the curb for good, which is what you'll get in Design to Lead and even more, together we'll be celebrating your next big career goal. Head over to bit.ly forward slash design to lead to apply to work with me in this program or DM me the word elevate on any of my social media channels to find out more. Let's get your career elevated for good. So the gap between what you know or what you think you need to know and what you want to have is created by that belief system that does not align or that paradigm that does not align to who you need to be to have that goal in the first place. So if you are showing up at work and you're not showing up as the leader, you're not showing up as the person with the promotion, you're not taking on additional responsibilities, you're not being proactive, you're waiting, all those things, you might think that you're not doing them, but you might actually subconsciously and habitually be showing up that way. So I want you to think of what are the non-productive habits I have that are actually not serving me in what I want to achieve in my life or in my career. And a very easy example that we like to use in the coaching space and in the coaching school that I went to is on working out and being healthy. If you are a busy working mom and you know that the only time you have to yourself is in the mornings between 5 and 7 a.m., for example, then you know that you need to work early in order for you to have the body that you want, in order for you to have the fitness level that you want. Let's say you want to run a marathon. One of my goals this quarter, actually next quarter, is to run a 25-kilometer marathon. I know that I need to wake up early and do a run, but I don't always do it. I know how to run. I know how to prepare myself and how to prepare my body for the fitness and the mental strength that is required to do a marathon, but I don't always apply it. Why is that? Why is there a gap between what I know and what I do? Similarly to work, the work environment, why is there a gap between what you know you need to do, right? You know you need to be more proactive in your workplace. You know you need to speak out more. You know you need to have more convincing and commanding presence in meetings, but immediately you get into meetings, what's the first thing you do? You go to the back of the room, if it's a conference, for example. If it's a meeting, you just go for the sake of going, but you avoid asking any questions or you avoid saying anything, or maybe you even prep yourself up and you're like, today I am going to make sure I share my insights. I am going to share my ideas. You don't share your ideas and then someone else shares the exact same idea that you thought of and then you get frustrated and you're thinking, well, that was my idea in the first place. But you didn't speak up so people didn't know that you had something important to share. Why is there that gap between what we know we need to do and what we eventually do? Why is there that gap between our this misconception that we need to know more in order to show up differently at work or in our lives. 
that gap is what I want you to think of. And I want you to think of it in terms of the behaviors that trigger that gap. So if it's in meetings, you don't feel confident, you feel there's some self-doubt, you feel that if you speak out, people are going to know you for who you are, that you know, you're not as good as you claimed to be on paper. I want you to identify those triggers because those triggers are the ones that are triggering that non-productive habitual behavior that eventually leads to the results that you do not have in your career. Once you identify those triggers, then you need to start working on them very intentionally. And working on changing habits that you've had for years or changing your habitual behavior is not something that you're going to be able to change overnight. There's this misconception that if you write your New Year's resolutions, magically things are going to happen and you're going to be in a completely different space to before you had those New Year's resolutions. Writing them down is just the first step. The real work is in intentionally working on planting new thoughts and new behaviors in your subconscious mind through repetition and emotion. That is how you change your belief system. That is how you work on replacing your non-productive habitual behaviors with the habits that are actually going to help you achieve the goal that you want in your career. That is the only way, ladies. Knowing more is not going to make you show up differently. And that's why I always tell my clients that if it was the case, then the trainings we do from HR would be so useful to everyone. Like companies would literally have a huge pipeline of people that need to be promoted simply because they went for these trainings, they have all this knowledge, and they're showing up as the leaders that they need to be. But we know that's not the case, right? We know that doesn't happen in reality. And we know that people who know more, people who have better degrees, people who have gone to Ivy League schools do not necessarily thrive more than people who haven't. So if there's anything I want you to take from this episode is that knowing more is not the key to your career success. The key to your career success is changing how you think and being very intentional on the feelings that you come up with, the feelings that you carry yourself with on a day-to-day basis and how you show up in the workplace, how you show up for your family, how you show up in your social life. And another clue that you can also use is you might not have this knowing doing gap in certain areas in your life. So for example, maybe your fitness life is going really well, like you are on top of the world when it comes to your fitness, but in your career, you don't necessarily have the success that you want and you're frustrated. That's a clue that you can use to assess and see why, why do I not have that gap in my fitness? Why is it so easy for me to wake up early at five, but it's so difficult for me to speak out in meetings? The success that you have in your life gives clues to the areas in your life where you have that gap between what you know and what you do and the results that you don't have. And as always, ladies, if you need support and you're sitting there and thinking, oh my goodness, I have a huge gap between where I am and where I need to be to have the goals I want in my career, don't sit and suffer in silence. Reach out to me. Send me a message with the word elevate. I had to deal with massive knowing doing gaps. By massive, I mean massive. I would literally enter into meeting rooms 
And it was like almost on autopilot. I would look for the seat that is at the furthermost back so that no one asked me questions, so that I was just there to know more and know what's going on and kind of tick the box that I went for this meeting. And that was my career for like so many years. And I thought that was playing it safe because then I would never be in a position where someone asked me a question or I have to contribute to a conversation and I don't really know what I'm talking about. Something else that I used to do that I didn't even realize I used to do until my boss, my first, first ever boss told me that I do, that is actually annoying, is I used to sigh. So I would go into meeting rooms and when it's my turn to speak and when I'm, I'm sharing whatever thought process or whatever it is that I'm talking about, I would sigh. So I would be like, this is what needs to be done in this area of your model or in this area of your business. And I didn't even realize I was doing that. It was on autopilot, but it was my way of dealing with this difficult situation that I had put myself in. And it was my way of dealing with the discomfort and the feeling of, oh my goodness, I'm going to be found out. Oh my goodness, I'm not going to know how to say what I need to say. That was how I was dealing with the anxiety I was feeling when I would be put in situations where I needed to speak up. And when she said it, my awareness of that habit increased so, so much that I worked on it so, so intentionally. But I didn't just work on it by thinking, okay, now I'm in the meeting, I should not sigh because it just sounds annoying. I worked on it by working on my belief system and what was actually causing me to not feel confident. That is what helped me to stop having that habit of sighing and using, you know, my breath as a means of trying to cope with this difficult situation. So, as I said, knowing is not the secret to your career success. What is the secret to your career success is working on your belief system, on your thinking and your feeling and making sure that that is aligned to who you need to be in order to have the results that you want to have. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, let me know if you have any questions and I will see you in next week's show. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Her podcast. If you found this helpful, I would be forever grateful if you left a review of the show right here on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. If you would like more support and inspiration to elevate your career, go ahead and connect with me on LinkedIn at Rebecca Morioki. Or if you're an Instagram girl, let's connect over there. See you on the next show.